Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99 at participating U.S. restaurants. Price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the innovator of violence, the landlord of the House of Hardcore, and the heart and soul of professional wrestling. We have two amazing guests for the podcast today. How about this? After coming off a final battle this past weekend, your new Ring of Honor World Television Champion, Rhett Titus, joins the show to talk about Ring of Honor, to talk about last Saturday, and the future of the company. Also, we talked to Wardlow just hours before winter is coming, and his big match between himself and Matt Seidel right now on the Busted Open Podcast. For a first time in a while on Busted Open, Red Titus. Red, good morning to you. Top of the morning to you guys as well, and uh, thank you for having me on. One of the topics that we're talking about today, Red, is about some of the biggest events in 2021. Uh, obviously, final battle from this past weekend is definitely one of them. I know it's bittersweet for you because it was, you know, final battle in a way that is defined more than just that one event. But also, you capturing, and tell me if I'm wrong, I think your first ever singles championship in ring of honor, you know, talk about that match and talk about that night this past Saturday. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was very hard to get ready for final battle, you know, because physically I was ready, but emotionally, mentally, it's like, man, I don't want that day to come. You know, the whole day was kind of like, I, I kind of liken it to my wedding day. Cause it all just went by so quick. And, you know, you just want to stop and smell the roses about everything, but Everything was just moving so quick. And before you know it, the day was over. But, man, what a show that was. What a feeling it was to finally win that Ring of Honor uh, world television title. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, I've been to every final battle except for one, whether it be as a fan or wrestling on the show or working behind the scenes. Uh, I've been to every single one except for one. And on the final one, I finally got my first ever uh, Ring of Honor singles gold. And uh, it was a great night for myself. Uh, it was a great night for the foundation as Jonathan Gresham won the Ring of Honor world title. He's been uh, trying to get that belt for a long time as well. Josh Woods defended his title successfully. It's a great night for everybody. You know, uh, Ring of Honor definitely left on a high note. Uh, yes, uh, I got that sentiment from, and I was part of it uh, when ECW kind of went away. And I know we're all hoping for hope. We're hoping for that Ring of Honor will come back. And, you know, but it's that, it's like a cloud. Hey, it's a beautiful day. I'm sitting at the beach, but then I see this cloud rolling in and I'm hoping I could, you know, still enjoy uh, myself. 
for the best part about wrestlers, like you said it yourself, you go out there and you perform no matter what because of the fans. And, you know, it, it's pride in yourself, but you know you have to go out there and put on one hell of a show for the fans. And like you said, it had all another it's a it's a perfect storm this one was just a lot different but i mean ring of honor got a shitload of buzz going into this show and hopefully they could jump back on that momentum coming back yeah you know the cool thing about you know ring of honor taking this break is that you know compared to when ecw shut down at least we had some time beforehand to really take it all in and realize hey this is going to be the last show for quite a while but hopefully in april you know, uh, we come back and we come back stronger than ever because I think right now uh, Ring of Honor's popularity, you know, it's it's back at an all time high again. You know, uh, the, there's a lot of buzz coming off that show and hopefully, you know, come April, we're able to ride some of that momentum. Do you have yeah. a favorite? We're talking about favorite shows. Do you have a favorite Ring of Honor show of all time for you? I mean, uh, it's it's got to be the era of honor begins the very first show. Uh, I was like 13, 14 years old. Uh, my brother-in-law, Al, took me there as a fan. And I, it was my first time ever seeing wrestling presented as a sport. And these guys, they weren't, you know, most of them weren't too much bigger. And a lot of them were smaller than me. So I was like, wow, like, this is actually something I can really do. I always wanted to be a professional wrestler. But I feel like had I not gone to that show, I would have never uh, followed through with uh, my aspirations. It's funny because... Uh... Right now on the Busted Open podcast, you can hear an interview that I did with Kerry Silken. And Kerry, obviously, a big part of Ring of Honor's success and saving that company and, and still an ambassador with that company. You can get that on the Busted Open podcast. But we talked a lot about that first show in Philadelphia at the rec center. And it's like, it's crazy when you look at the highs and lows of Ring of Honor through the years. Right, you've been a part of Ring of Honor for, for over a decade. And like you said... Being able to go there as a fan, um, you know, Samoa Joe, all the, uh, you know, the Tyler Blacks, the, so many wrestlers have come through the doors of Ring of Honor. And you can make the case that when you look at where a lot of those former Ring of Honor stars are now, that probably there's probably been no other company that has been able to elevate talent like Ring of Honor has been able to do throughout the years. Yeah, uh, I mean, hands down, Ring of Honor is the most influential company of the past 20 years. And if anybody would uh, like to argue that, I got all day to do it, you know, but so many people, Ring of Honor literally has its thumbprints on everything in the wrestling business these days. You know, you look at Impact, you look at WWE, you look at AEW, most of all those top guys, they all came from Ring of Honor. And uh, that's a, a trend that, you know, hopefully still continues. If you look at what ECW was, it was the alternative product. And then it became like the feeder system for WCW and WWE and ring of honor came along that same time where there was just, you know, WWE, there was no alternative. And here came ring of honor. TNA was kind of just using people from past WWE or who didn't go to get picked up by WCW but Ring of Honor, like you said, was always presented more as more physical, more of a sport. And yes, it the you know from the Samoa Joes, you know uh, Brian Danielsons, they all came from that. And you know Seth Rollins, the list goes on and on for a lot of talent. But it was what we all look for, and it became AEW an alternative. Yeah, you know uh, it's crazy to think that uh, AEW just kind of came up out of nowhere. You know Ring of Honor. 
uh, at that time was, um, you know, the number two promotion in uh, all of America. And then all of a sudden AEW shows up and, <laughs> you know, it just kind of got bumped down, uh, which is unfortunate. But, uh, you know, hopefully come April, you know, I got my fingers crossed and hopefully we, you know, get back on that horse and we start riding out again. And I know a young teenage uh, Rhett Titus did not know this because a lot of people didn't, but those early uh, Ring of Honor DVDs were edited by one Beulah McGillicuddy and one, well, her husband who was at the time employed with the other company. So he was the kayfabe producer of all those DVDs. Wow. <laughs> I had no, no as well. Yep. I used to do it with uh, an ECW. And then uh, Beulah had all this equipment. She was doing some wedding videos. And then we're like, sure, we'll, we'll do it. And uh, so on my days off, I would be cutting Ring of Honor shots. Uh, and she'd be physically doing it while I'd just be watching the shows. Good times. Good times. Yeah, if you look at some of those old shots, you see a, a very young Red Titus in the crowd as a fan. And, you know, it's funny. You, you watch all the Ring of Honor matches over the years, all the classic matches, you know, Joe versus Kabashi. You know, you see me as a young boy at ringside. Um, you know, doing my young boy duties. And, but I got to watch great matches over the years and learn so much from so many great wrestlers. And I'm extremely thankful for all my time in Ring of Honor. That's cool. I didn't know uh, all that stuff. Now, Dave, I mean, Red, I'm a big fan of uh, personally and professionally. Is another thing that he did, which uh, you've seen a lot of people do during the pandemic, because we wrestled coming out of the pandemic at one of the first shows. And you just got yourself in amazing shape. And, you know, why don't you tell the people how you did this? Because I was just blown away. I was great because I was able to wrestle you for the first time. And I was just like, man, I really want to work with you again. But how you just got in better shape. Well, it's, uh, it's actually kind of funny because I, I've only been to the gym 10 times since uh, the whole pandemic started. Me too. I actually, <laughs> I actually, uh, actually found all this gym and workout equipment uh, during the pandemic on the garbage because you couldn't find nothing. And uh, I put it in my backyard and literally every day I would just, you know, put my son down for a nap and I would go in my backyard and just, you know, work out. I got quite a, uh, quite uh, creative with some of my workouts but uh and then once the gyms opened back up in jersey it was just so convenient i would just go out in my backyard i was like you know what i like this so whether it was raining you know it was, whether it was hot out snowing whatever that it may be you know i got all these bundled up and just went outside and just worked out hard as hell and uh you know i was doing a lot of two days as well so I had gotten to such a good, good shape at that point before the pandemic that I wasn't going to let the gyms close and stop me or, you know, you know, put me back any bit. So I, uh, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> uh, I have been to Dunkin' Donuts about 2000 times since the <laughs> pandemic. And uh, I stopped knowing anyone named Jim or Will or away. <laughs> stop me. Uh, I want to talk a lot about Saturday and what was going through your head on Saturday, but when you look back now, and you're right, hopefully we're going forward to April, and hopefully Ring of Honor is running a show in Texas, you know, WrestleMania weekend. But, Rhett, for you, what are some of your favorite moments and memories with Ring of Honor over the years? Honestly, uh, this past Saturday night had to be the culmination of all those moments, you know. Heading into the pay-per-view, uh, I had no clue that I was winning the championship. You know, nobody smartened me up, nothing like that. Yeah. So it was, you know, to me, it was just another day in the office. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, I got the word and I was just like, oh, <laughs> oh my gosh, you know. And, you know, instantly I just like, oh, no, I don't want to get booed out of the building, you know. 
so just because like when it comes to wrestling, I have like a uh, I always I'm always thinking the worst thing possible, you know, like I'm always like, oh, no, like as most wrestlers do. And but to like win the championship and the crowd just erupt and, you know, for everybody in the building to be chanting, you deserve it at me. I was like, I was like, wow, this is this is like what, you know, uh, dreams are made of. You know, I couldn't have planned it better myself. And uh, so that has to really take the cake as my all-time favorite, greatest moment of for myself in Ring of Honor history. Uh, but if I had to go pick another one from the past, it would definitely probably be when uh, myself and Kenny King wrestled the Briscoes at Honor Take Center Stage in Atlanta WrestleMania weekend. I think that was in like 2011. That was just like a, a all-out bloodbath. We were, we're all bleeding buckets, and I'll never forget like. Um, me and Jay Briscoe, we had this exchange. And I, I, I finished him with this big forearm. And as I'm coming down with the forearm, I look over, I see Jim Cornette jump out of his seat and throw his, throw his hands up in the air. And I was like, I was just laying there like, yep, if we got Jim Cornette, we got them. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, what are you th- moving forward for yourself? Like Ring of Honor, again, where hopefully there's a reset and they're going to continue. You're one of their champions. But now you have, you know, what are your goals? What are you looking to do? I mean, uh, I think one of the, the main goals for not only myself, but uh, the rest of the foundation is to stay as a unit and uh, kind of take our sport back. And, you know, because wrestling kind of lost its way. You turn on a lot of popular wrestling and you see, you know, die, 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 and everybody flying around. But, you know, you don't get wrestling and uh i want to put the wrestling back into wrestling is one of my main goals but uh for myself personally um you know uh i've been uh, a regular on beyond wrestling's uncharted territory this season so uh i have a few more um they're uh, finishing up with their big show on new year's eve so myself and jonathan gresham will be wrestling tracy williams and wheeler yuda pure rules tag match so that's exciting uh i just debuted for the nwa a few weeks ago had a great time there I got to wrestle my trainer, Austin Aries, there. So that was a dream match for me. So uh, hopefully I'm back at the NWA. It's a great uh, company. And uh, as far as uh, other companies, you know, it's, uh, you know, uh, I'm open. <laughs> I'm open to anything, you know. Uh, I just want to, I want to I do everything, you know. That's, that's essentially what I want to do. I want to be everywhere. I want to do everything. I want to take my Ring of Honor television title and defend it against some of the, uh, the best wrestlers in the world. So whoever wants to line up, I'm more than game and you can't do any more jobs because you basically got to tell people well, I'm sorry I can't lose on the ring of honor champion so lose by DQ or count out I just you know <laughs> Rhett Titus could or- be the brute you know but, but but you know what Rhett it's it's interesting what you just said because it's something that Tommy and I talked about a little bit earlier because we talk about this you know forbidden door and you're seeing a lot of wrestlers that might be with one company wrestling for another company uh that's exactly what i thought when i saw you and austin aries in the ring for the nwa pay-per-view uh just like you said just a couple of weeks ago and what a great match it was you know for anybody who didn't see it please go to fight tv and definitely watch it because i thought i thought the match was absolutely outstanding and aries has a lot of long-term ties with ring of honor and, and he's kind of been out of the spotlight for a while what was it like stepping into the ring with austin aries you know, with that NW, and for me as an old school fan, the NWA and in that studio in Atlanta, that must have been a thrill. Yeah, like for me, like you know, I, I stay, uh, I stay with the 
you know, the popular wrestling, just because, you know, you got to see everything what's going on. But it's like, I want to watch wrestling. You know, I'm watching old school NWA. I'm watching Mid-South. I'm watching Mid-Atlantic. You know, that's the type of stuff that, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, so to, to be wrestling at the NWA with that, you know, with the canvas and the whole setup, it's, you know, it's like, wow, like, you know, this is like, this is like right up my wheelhouse right here. So, but to wrestle Austin Aries there and my debut, it's like, whew, man, like, uh, you know, five years ago, I don't know if I would have been ready for that, you know, just because of all the, the nerves that come with it, because this is the guy who broke me in. This is the guy who, yeah. you know, taught me how to do a headlock. This is the guy who on the first day of training was like, hey, you want to learn a pilot driver? And I was like, yeah, sure. And he put me between his feet to fart on my head and smack me and be like, hey, you don't learn a pilot driver on the first day of wrestling. So uh, I learned so much from Austin Aries over the years, you know, because I got to tag team with him. I got the six man tag team with him. I got to, he managed me at one point, but I never got that one-on-one -on -one experience. And, you know, it was always my dream match. You know, if, if a promoter came up to me and said, Hey, I got a bucket loads of money, you know, pick whatever match you want. I would have picked Austin Aries. And it was, uh, it was a dream match come true at the NWA, and I'm uh, thankful for uh, getting that experience. Having one hell of a 2021, bud. It's uh, good, good stuff. The world crumbles, but you're doing great. <laughs> uh, it, it's crazy because, uh, you know, things really started to uh, take a turn for me when Jonathan Gresham took an uh, uh, interest in me. You know, Gresham uh, believed in me when I wasn't believing in myself, and uh, uh, I'm so thankful for him and, you know, just really – instilling all this confidence in me because he saw something in myself that nobody else did. And, um, you know, he just, you know, helped me out so much. And I'm so, so thankful for him. And, you know, the, the backing of the foundation behind me is, uh, you know, everybody's great, you know, like it's, uh, it's been a great year and uh, hopefully we ride that momentum into 2022. Well, Rhett, let me also tell you uh, the greatest compliment I could give to anybody is I booked and paid you to work on my shows. And I didn't do it because I thought you were a local. I did it because I knew you were a good wrestler. And like, I have been in this business a long time. And then when I got to work with you, I was like, I want to work with you again. So take that as a, this is how good you truly are. And if you ever have any self-doubt, be like, you know what? Tommy Dreamer said, hey, I want to book you. Or then it's, hey, Billy Corrigan wanted to go and book you. And wrestlers want to wrestle you. That's one hell of a feeling. And, and this is the only business, you know, you, you see clips and in baseball, they do, you know, every kid wants to be a baseball player. They'll say, Hey, I went to this game. Our, our business is a lot different. You're literally telling me I could watch you uh, in ring of honor shows. And then, you know, now you're the ring of honor champion. Same uh, Dave said it before myself, Mick Foley, bully Ray, little Guido. We're all at the Jimmy Snuka Don Morocco match. And we all, evolved and were able to and it wasn't that many years later so don't ever discredit or get lost in your own head because you're good man you really are and if you ever just be like i paid you to wrestle on my shows and that's one hell of a compliment well thank you tommy and uh thank you for all the opportunities you gave me over the years as well no i didn't say for that and now you can pay me back since you're the champion so <laughs> making that big money uh Rhett, on Saturday for final battle, and there was a lot of – first of all, there was a lot of great matches, uh, including the one that you were involved in, a lot of big surprises with FTR and with Deanna Perrazzo uh, and Adam Shear showing up as well, um, and then a lot of buzz and people talking, and it was trending, and, you know, 
you know, Bully and I were leading with it uh, on Monday morning. It's almost like, wow, that was awesome. That's great. And it's also probably you're feeling like, where were you people? Like, you know, three months ago, six months ago, you know, when we started this back up again, like, was there feeling of like, this is great, but like, also like, man, this is, listen, we have been putting on great wrestling shows for a while now. If you were able to pay attention, was there that kind of feeling on Saturday as well? I mean, you know, obviously we want people in the building, you know, (laughs) because at our best but uh you know it was frustrating over the pandemic because you know to watch everybody else have fans come back in and you know we're still taping tv with you know no fans there and we're going out there we're having great matches i had some of the best matches of my life in front of no people and you know at sometimes it just felt like nobody was watching you know and it's like man there's all this great wrestling and you know Final Battle might not even been our best show of the year, you know, like it's just been the most popular, the one, the one that most people seen, you know, if people had been watching this whole time, you know, they would have been like, wow, like, you know, I'm so excited for Final Battle because, you know, this has been such a great year of wrestling and, you know, with the the pure division coming back and all the pure rules matches, Ring on fire for the whole year, delivering uh, what, what I would have to go on record and say the best in-ring product across professional wrestling. And uh, it's just a shame that nobody was watching it, but I'm glad to see that people watch Final Battle. I'm glad to see that the fans showed up and, you know, they were like, hey, if this is our last time here, um, you know, we're going to go all out and we're going to have a great time and we're going to scream for our favorites and, and let everybody, you know, have that moment to sink in. And the thing is, it doesn't have to be the last time. So come April 2022, uh, Supercard of Honor, you know, show that same support that you showed you know, Saturday night uh, at final battle. So hopefully people still come out for Supercon Honor. So hopefully people are, you know, keep following with the TV and seeing what Ring of Honor does next because I'm excited for the future and I hope all the other fans uh, are excited for the future as well. So, Rhett, so for you, so for you, Rhett, hey, you know what? This is just a small hiatus. Come April 2022, you're going to be defending that Ring of Honor World Television Championship in April. Yeah, uh, I mean, I may be uh, defending it as soon as January. I have a match with Mike Bennett booked uh, on the Indies in Virginia um, for for a company called United Elite Wrestling. And uh, Mike Bennett put in a petition to the board directors to uh, to get a uh, television title shot. And I'm more than willing to give it to him. You know, we had a, a classic 15-minute draw on, uh, on Ring of Honor TV this past year, and I, I'd love to run it back with him once again. Well, Rhett, I mean, I'm looking forward to it because we've been talking a lot about Ring of Honor, but we're talking about Final Battle as the last show. But you know what? You're very optimistic, and I think fans need to be optimistic that we are going to see Ring of Honor back in April for Supercard of Honor in Texas. Rhett, congratulations. Congratulations not just for Saturday, but this whole time with Ring of Honor. And you know what, Rhett? I'm looking forward to seeing you in April back with Ring of Honor and defending that championship and again I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you at every day you're more than welcome to come on to promote whatever you want to promote you're always welcome to come back here on busted open uh, thank you guys for having me and uh for your hospitality and uh i i guess they don't have any choice but to bo- book me for april now right <laughs> that's right you're the champ Hey everyone, Jen Piacenti here, host of Sticks and Stacks, the podcast that brings you the very best action from the world of hockey and baseball. 
Each week, myself, Sean Drotar, and Nate Lundy will bring you our best picks and talk you through the props, bets, and fantasy advice that can help you become the best fantasy manager in your league or even just help you win some money. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Matt Seidel going up against our next guest, Tommy, and that is friend of the show, Wardlow. Wardlow, good morning and thanks for joining us today. Good morning. How you guys doing? We're excited for tonight, man. And, you know, and there's a lot to get into with you today, Wardlow, because Tommy and I have been looking back at 2021 uh, and the great events of 2021. AEW has given us a bunch of them. You've been involved with a bunch of them. But now we are getting to the end of the year. This is one of the last dynamites before we reach the end of the year. Winter is coming and you have one of the big matchups. Big matchup tonight, but Wardlow, big year for you in 2021. I think we got a bigger year coming in 22. Um, you know, 21 saw, saw Wardlow in high-profile, um, high-pressure matchups. You know, it, it, you don't see me every week, but when you do see me, 
Uh, it's usually something special. Uh, now, as we end the year, you have been seeing me a little more, and I think we're going to continue to see more of me. Um, and that's why I say 22, I think we have a lot more to come. Uh, as far as tonight goes, Matt Seidel, you know, somebody that I never, at one point I thought maybe I would never have the chance to step in the ring with. Um, phenomenal athlete, phenomenal wrestler, been in the ring with the best, but he's never been in the ring with somebody like me. And tonight he's going to find that out and the world's going to find that out. Well, I'm glad you uh, said that. And uh, I think the world is waiting. You had this amazing debut in AEW. And like you said, and you, you put it very, very articulately where you don't wrestle a lot on television, but when you do, they're in higher profile matches. If you look back at the history of the business, you would have, let's say, Big Bubba Rogers, who became the big boss man. Uh, Diesel, of course, with Shawn Michaels. Even Mr. Hughes, when he was the bodyguard. That bodyguard always has to step up and eventually become a bigger star or on the same level. So I'm glad that you uh, had said that these are kind of your aspirations. But I got to ask you, what about this Mr. MJF? He doesn't seem at times to care a whole lot about you. Then at times he does. Um, you know, how are you going to break out of this mode uh, with him with you? You know, MJF and I, we strictly have a business relationship. It's all it's ever been. It's all it ever will be. He pays me to make sure his jaw isn't wired shut. Okay. Uh, and thus far, his win record and the fact that he's still talking his shit every week, I think I've done pretty well at my job. Um, however, that contract isn't forever. And the way he treats people, you know, we'll see what the future holds with that. Well, that's good. Because, again, you're, you're an amazing talent. you got an amazing look. And uh, there's a lot of uh, interest in you in the wrestling business, because especially for what you have uh, already shown. And I look forward to watching you tonight as well. Appreciate that. Uh, you know, Tommy just said about your look and your talent, and you are in absolute tremendous shape. Um, you know, for a while there, obviously because of the pandemic, AEW was strictly in Jacksonville and you guys did a tremendous job with the live atmosphere in Jacksonville. Now the world's opened up again. You're back out on the road. How difficult is it to maintain, you know, that body, that look, that strength while on the road? Uh, it's a full-time job. It, it truly is the hardest part of this job uh, is dieting and maintaining uh, this type of shape. You know, you have to cook your meals and you have to pack them with you and you have to travel with meals. And if it's time to eat in the middle of a flight, sorry, everybody around me, I'm opening up a, a container full of rice and ground beef or bison or salmon. And everybody's got to deal with it. Cause it's time to eat. You got, you you have to do what you have to do. Well, uh, it is working out for you. And I got to tell you with that determination, you're looking at me through your zoom box if you don't do it, you're going to be in this type of shape. And you, I'm a shape, but not the shape that you want to uh, currently be in. And it does take that dedication. And I hate when people open up those uh, things. But guess what? You're improving your life. You're improving uh, your career. And those are the things that uh, take notice, especially in this business. So you're on the right path, my friend, except for that stupid MJF. <laughs> no, but Wardlow, I'm, I'm glad we're having this conversation because – 
obviously a lot of fans, a lot of people that listen to this show don't know what a pro wrestler has to go through on a, on a monthly, weekly, and daily basis. And you guys do an insane amount of travel. And like you said, you, you have, you know, it's one thing even to just train to be in ring shape, but you also have a look that you have to maintain as well. And that means eating right, going to the gym regularly. And you're doing that while entertaining the masses and traveling and resting and sleeping. It, like you said, it's a full-time job, but I hope fans really appreciate like what talents like you have to do in order to entertain the fans. Thank you. I appreciate that because you're right. There's a difference between in ring shape and looking in shape. There's many individuals that don't look like me that can go all day in the ring. Um, I try to have to perfect both of those. I want to be able to go in the ring, but I also want to look like I can be on the cover of muscle and fitness because that's what I believe a professional wrestler should look like. You know, we grew up on the 80s, 90s, 2000s, and there is a wild track record of physiques and professional wrestling. You know, so I believe, you know, I want to be at the next level. I want to be at the top of this business. So in my opinion, you have to look the part. You know, you can't just go in the ring. You got to you gotta look the part as well. So I just I want to do it all. What uh, for for 2022 do you have any other goals like is there a championship that you're looking for is it just more to or is it just more to show like hey you're this force in professional wrestling you know i always juggle the thought of a championship because on one hand in my mind i like to say a champion a championship doesn't um doesn't necessarily mean you're the best. Um, I feel like I'm a champion already. Now, with that said, at the end of the day, if you're in this business, you want the championship. You know, that's the elite. That's the top of the mountain is to hold the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Um, if there's a TNT title picture on the way there, excellent if there's an opportunity for a tag team title excellent i would prefer to throughout my career hold every title in this company interesting i like it wardlow there is a bunch of stars in aew right now i mean there's a, a laundry list of people that honestly you have to compete with to stay on tv and you've been able to do that like you talk about your size and your presence you've been able to do that you've been able to do it in the ring you also been able to maintain a character and a personality that people want to see on a weekly basis. It's got to be difficult because there is a lot of talent in AEW Dynamite, but you find yourself on Dynamite almost on a weekly basis. Wardlow, how difficult has that done, and how you've been able to succeed at making sure that you're on TV every Wednesday? Well, I'm sure Max would love to say that he's the reason I'm on TV every week, and rightfully so you know i gotta watch his back and he is on often now we are starting to see me um or myself and spears a little more often um you know with all the stars and all the names that we have here just more of a reason for me to eat that meal on the plane just more of a reason for me to spend an extra hour in the gym because i might not have that name 
but I'm going to be the person that builds that name. And I will be the future CM Punk, the future Brian Danielson. Um, I'm going to be above and beyond that because look at me. I am things they are not. Um, so it's just more of a reason, I believe, if I continue to work this hard, um, that I will be undeniable. And there's no possible way somebody backstage can look at me and tell me I don't belong on TV. There's no way. Uh, the show we've been talking about, uh, greatest cards of the past year for Dave and myself, both AEW have been like number one and number two. Um, what show do you have a favorite show that you've been, uh, a part of favorite show I've been a part of. Ooh. Um, man, I really wasn't part of the last pay-per-view was phenomenal. Yep. I really wasn't a part of it, but that show was almost surreal when you look at some of the names and some of the matchups. It was like, this is real life. Um, as far as what I've been involved in, I mean, obviously the blood and guts thing, um, was cool to be involved in that just because it, it was such a big deal. I wish we could have done that in front of a, a stadium, a sold out stadium. Right. Uh, that felt so special. Um, but yeah, man, that last pay-per-view we had was just surreal. Yeah, it was. And it's of course, you know, first and foremost, you're a wrestling fan and just to be able to sit back and watch a show like that. Uh, I've been in the business forever. I love that show. Dave has been a fan forever. He loved that show. So, I mean, it's, it is special. I mean, you're also, you've been part of this company since day one and you've seen the growth and how could you not be proud of what you're a part of? And I mean, why shouldn't you be? So, Absolutely. Cool. I mean, as a kid, you know, there was a couple different options growing up and in your head, you just go, I want to be a part of the best wrestling company in the world. And right now I am. You know, Tommy's asking about the best show and the best card of 2021. One of my favorites, and I want to get your take on it, was Double or Nothing back in May in Jacksonville. And that was the first pay-per-view where fans were able uh, to come back and you had a packed house of over 5,000 fans there. And you had the inner, inner circle versus the pinnacle. But for me, it was, and even talking about it this morning, I it's hard not to get emotional because I was reminding our fans that a year ago at this time, we didn't, we didn't know when we were going to be able to go back to shows again. We didn't know when fans were going to be back. So to be there in May in front of fans and stuff, like, how was that for you to be in that ring and seeing a full crowd of fans once again? So I was not in the ring that night. I did not get to experience that. Um, I did feel the energy when Sammy Guevara um, and those guys ended the night in the ring. I, I felt that energy and it was insane, but unfortunately I never had the opportunity to step out in front of that live crowd. Uh, so I didn't get to experience that until uh, maybe a week later on dynamite when we had the crowd, um, which was a phenomenal experience. You know, like you said, last year was a dark time. Nobody knew the future. Nobody knew what was going on. We were just trucking along trying to survive and thank God we did. When uh, here's a beauty about AEW from my experiences there too. 
not that you're inexperienced uh, years wise, but you have the ability to turn to a Billy Gunn and Arn Anderson. You have a lot of veterans there that have, you know, Hall of Famers, all that stuff. And, and that's such a benefit because there's also those guys are willing to give the advice because yeah. I've been other places where it's just like, I just go out there, and do your job. Um, oh, um, as well as you get to look at Billy Gunn, who looks like a dinosaur. And I'm sure you like, how the hell do you maintain that physique at 55, 56 years old? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, how beneficial is that for you? Like, do you reach out to these guys or do you just listen to stupid MJF? Oh, no. It's extreme. <laughs> um, I talk to Billy Gunn uh, very often. Mark, uh, Jerry Lynn is, Jerry Lynn is so excited to help people. Everybody is. I mean, people are so hands-on and everybody's after a match, everybody's giving their two cents and they're putting in their input, you know, Billy Gunn standing there waiting for me to come back to, to tell me yay or nay or do this or don't do that. Um, so it's phenomenal. We're so lucky to have these guys uh, uh, to sit under the learning tree and, and listen to what they have to say. A lot of great advice. And not only from, like the vets, but even some of the guys that have just been in the business for a while on the main roster, um, you know, FTR have been extremely helpful. Big time. Well, I mean, I can't wait for tonight. AEW Dynamite tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern time on TNT. Wardlow, thanks again for the time. Thank you, guys. Always a pleasure. I appreciate it. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. Producers are very own diva Gabby Laspisa and Andre Viola. Sound designed by Mary Bayon. Special thanks to SiriusXM's Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, Steve Cohen and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. You can live out your MasterChef dreams. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.